It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Charles Duke is currently managing director of the French Dairy Board, and he also oversees the French Cheese Board, a retail and event space for promoting French cheeses in New York. Charles is a member of the Order of Agricultural Merit, an order bestowed by the French Republic for outstanding contribution to agriculture, and an inductee into the International Cheese Guild. Charles is fluent in four languages, especially in the language of cheese, and he's joining me today on Amy's Table. Hi, Charles. Hi, Amy. How are you? Good, thank you. So I love cheese, love it so much, and um, I think that one of the most eye-opening things to people is when you pair cheese with a beverage or another flavor, and it's not just one and one equals two, it's one and one equals three. It's like a whole new thing. And so I thought perhaps you could talk me through a little cheese selection that you and I have put together in advance of what you might pair with each of these beautiful cheeses. Well, thank you. Yes, I um, I think that uh, cheese goes with everything. Uh, and there are over, as you mentioned, at the, at the French Cheese Board in New York, we do a lot of uh, events targeting uh, the media. And, and we pair cheese with a host of, of uh, spirits such as scotch or bourbon, beer, wine, uh, sake, tequila, etc. And it's all very exciting because not every cheese goes with certain spirit, but it's fun finding out which ones do. And when they, when it does work, it's an amazing it's an amazing experience. Yeah, I imagine that that is a really fun day at the office. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember, but uh, yeah. I <laughs> well, you know, I'm curious. Like everybody, I think has that moment where something, you know, the idea of pairing a beverage and a food really just that's when the light bulb goes off. And was there a particular pairing for you in your career where you really just were just blown away? Well, one that comes to mind would be a cheese called Mimolette, which is a a big round orange cheese from Northern France that we paired with a Scotch whiskey. Hmm. And it was a, a peated Scotch. And it was, you know, when we had, when we had that tasting, it really made you travel. And all of a sudden I was you know, taken into this, you know, big Scottish castle with a fireplace roaring. And it was just uh, a, a wow experience because it, uh, it transported me somewhere else. That to me is just so cool. It's so cool. And it also encourages us to, I hate to say mindful, but to be mindful and really pay attention to what we're eating and enjoying. And, you know, a lot of people don't think of scotch or whiskey going with cheese. Correct. But it does go really well. And I have some, uh, you know, I'd like to share some some examples with you uh, about scotch, about beer, about wine. We can talk about all these different possibilities that exist to our, every time you have people over or even, you know, you're snacking on your own, having a drink, you can pair it with something uh, that's enjoyable and will uh, will make you travel. Oh, I from, love from that. So far. Yeah. I love that. You know, my sister um, lives alone. And she has her, she has a cocktail every evening, whether she has a friend over or not. And she puts together one tiny little plate 
to enjoy with her cocktail for herself. She has the self-control in the family. I was not given any of this. <laughs> but she it is great. I mean, and she really puts effort in, but it's just a bite and it's just her daily ritual and she loves it. And um she will put together little pairings that to me are transformative in the way that you described, you know, not necessarily a, a fireplace in a castle, but similar ideas. But so talking about that Mimolette cheese and that it's so beautiful with scotch, is there anything, any little, um, I hate to say accoutrement, but I will, that you would put with it, you know, a, a paste or a preserve or a nut, anything that would be that one-two punch along with a beverage? Well, that particular cheese is, is pretty good on its own, I'd say. Uh, okay. It's a great snacking cheese. You can use it in recipes as well. But if you cut it into little uh, sticks, for instance, it, it goes really well with either a scotch, like I mentioned, or if not, even beer. A nice stout that's uh, dark, thick, chocolatey uh, goes really well with Mimolette as well. You know, Mimolette has, as it ages, it develops these great tastes. And it has uh, uh, develops this butterscotch flavor. And it becomes nutty, and it becomes this, and and it all goes well with those two drinks, for instance, the beer and the scotch. Um, but you know, if you add some kind of uh, nuts, why not? You know, I think I think it goes well on its own. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a, that's good to know. Well, one of the other cheeses that you and I selected for this hypothesis, not hypoth- hypothetical. There's the word I'm looking for. Cheese board is Emmental. What would you pair with Emmental? Well, Emmental, again, is a very mild cheese, and that goes really nice with beer, let's say. Um, Emmental right now is being produced uh, a lot in uh, in Brittany, in France. Uh, so it goes nice with a nice lager, uh, with an IPA maybe. Um, you know, it, it, it's an easy cheese to pair because it's a mild cheese. So what about wine? Because, of course, from way back when it was always, let's have wine and cheese. What wines would you pair with an Emmental? Well, one one rule that's used widely in France is to pair wines that come from the same region as uh, as the cheese. So, for instance, if you're uh, eating a poisse, which comes from Burgundy, you want to drink uh, wine from the region. If you're drinking cheeses that are, uh, if you're drinking, I'm sorry, if you're eating cheeses <laughs> that come from. Uh, you know, goat cheeses from the Loire Valley, you want to stick with Loire Valley wines, which are usually white wines. Um, so that's a good rule of thumb that's um, easy, to, easy to look up. Yeah, just remember what grows together goes together. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So would you do, so would you do <laughs> a, a white or a red or... Well, depending on, on the intensity of the cheese, uh, you can go with very bold reds. In the case of Mimoletta, a nice bold red goes well, like Cote du Rhone or Bordeaux. Uh, if you're doing a, a very delicate goat cheese, you might want to stick to uh, light red, light whites uh, like uh, Vouvray or Sancerre or, or things like that. So the weight um, of the flavor is the weight of the wine sort of thing. Yeah, yes, okay. I, I would say that. Okay. Uh, blue cheeses, on the other hand, go very well with sweet wines. Uh, so in this case, a blue d'Auvergne would go nicely with a Sauterne, for instance. 
or and even a sherry. Sauterne is one of those that if if you were to ask me my uh, first time that I really got that one and one makes three when it comes to a pairing was we had some French friends living here in Cincinnati and they were excited to turn me on to foie gras before it was at every mm-hmm. restaurant. This was a long time ago. And they did it with Sauterne. And I sipped mm-hmm. the Sauterne and I thought, boy, I, this is not my kind of wine. And I had not tasted the foie gras yet, but really wasn't looking forward to it, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. But I took a little bite of the foie gras and then a little sip of the wine, and it was magical. It was magical. And it's funny, some of those dessert wines, if you think that you're going to just drink a glass of it, that's definitely not it. There's something that doesn't want to be alone. It does want to be with something. And, you know, that Sauterne with a blue, oh, that would just be so good. That's a great combo. You're right, though. It's not a, uh, you know, Sauterne is not a, you're not going to drink the entire bottle on your own. It's just too heavy, too sugary. Yeah. Paired with something, it's, it's perfect. And that makes me think, you know, that sometimes a cheese tray is that beautiful dessert instead of serving it before dinner. I mean, in fact, how how do the French typically serve their cheese selections? Well, the traditional way of uh, the cheese dinner, yeah, it was at the end of the meal. So it was followed. Uh, it was the main course. Then cheese was served with salad. Uh, before dessert. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, I mean, the French have become very practical, so it, it really depends on... They, they serve it sometimes as an appetizer when they're receiving guests. They serve it during the meal. Or they, just, they just have it as a snack. Right. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, unfortunately, the, the French dinner has evolved, and because people are leading such busy lives, it's, uh, it's hard to have, you know, a five-course dinner every evening. So Sure. Uh, Cheese has become a go-to for snacking, for the kids, for a replacement for dinner because it, you know it has a lot of protein, it's high in calcium, etc. So there's there's definitely it's definitely evolved as uh, the same way we have here. Mm-hmm. Well, I love the idea of the blue with the sauterne, and then the triple cream, which is um, just an incredibly delicious delicious thing what would you serve with that what would you pair with that well the triple creme is a very creamy velvety melting your mouth cheese uh it's also very rich in fat so what's going to happen is as you're eating it the fat's going to cover your palate and your tongue so usually it would go really well with something bubbly like champagne for instance or, or sparkling wine prosecco or or a beer a light beer like lager that would cleanse your palate and get you and prepare you for your next your next bite. Always a little bit like those scrubbing bubbles, you know, that it's going to clean everything up and, and break down all that gorgeous fat for you to get ready for the next bite, as you say. And, you know, that's something to think about pairing with fried chicken, with, you know, <laughs> yeah. popcorn, other things that have some fat um, that, you know, that little scrubbing bubble inside it would be How nice. How decadent is that to have, you know, a bucket with champagne? I think that's just like so chic, I can hardly stand it. I love that as a thing. You know, I think of, I hear the story of Marilyn Monroe that between takes on films, she used to have a little coupe glass of champagne and she would dip potato chips in it. Wow. 
I know. <laughs> Don't you kind of want to sit around and do that? I do. <laughs> I do. I've never tried it. <laughs> of course, we would dip cheese. I promise. <laughs> of course. Well, then how about the, the last cheese that you and I put on this hypothetical cheese tray of the Pontevecchi? Pontevec, I say it wrong. Say, no, say no, it beautifully. The Pont Evêque. The Pont Evêque is a, a Wasserine cheese that comes from Normandy. It's one of the oldest cheeses in France. It's um, It was made back in the 12th century. And that one is a Wasserine cheese. So the cheese is washed with either brine or a, um, a type of uh, solution with... Um, Oh, brandy. That's a, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so that one goes really well also with, um, you know, beer like, uh, uh, what's the beer here? It's called Allagash beer. Oh, uh-huh. Which has a very earthy, rustic funkiness, and that kind of uh, uh, complements the cheese. So the cheese has all those qualities, and then you have the beer, which is a little bit acidic, a little bit fruity, but it also has some of those similar um, barnyardy characters, so it kind of goes well with the cheese. So that's one example. Um, also, it goes well with uh, ciders, mm-hmm. because Normandy is also famous for ciders, so again, uh, something from the same region. Uh, those would be two two examples that would go well with Bonnebec. So this is just, it shapes up for a fun, discovery-filled little way to entertain with cheese for sure. And you can find out more about all of these pairings. I'll make sure to put them on Amy's table at WKRQ.com. But then, Charles, where can we send people for more information about you and all of the beautiful French cheeses? Well, we have a great uh, website called Cheeses of Europe which is uh, funded by both the French Dairy Board and the European Union to educate and raise awareness on all these cheeses. On it, you'll find information on each particular cheese, pairing suggestions, as well as how to create a perfect cheese board. There's also a whole listing on where to purchase the cheese in your area. And um, little films, little funny anecdotes that you can, uh, that you can see to, uh, to learn more about these wonderful products. Fantastic. We'll all go there. Cheesesofeurope.com. Charles Duke, thank you so much for joining me today on Amy's Table. Thank you very much. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q102. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.